All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I am Screwhead Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we are here once again to dismenter, dismember, dismantle, and talk about... Mispronounce words. I did it backwards? <laughs> I said, we're here to mispronounce we're words. We're here to mispronounce words as well. Listen, man, I have been working from home for the past week, and I don't know how to finish that sentence. Anyway, dismember, <laughs> dismantle, and discuss horror movies. Uh, we are two friends that met over in Korea, and every so often we meet up to discuss a horror movie. Today's horror movie is going to be a little bit different. Um, we are talking about the Lifetime movie, The Boy She Met Online, which was a suggestion from Andrew and Day, I believe. Yep, yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, you know the history behind this movie. How did you come across it? How did you view it? How did you get to the point where we are talking about it today? Uh, well, um, Lindsay and I almost every Sunday watch a Lifetime movie. <laughs> we don't quite know why, but it's something that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we just happened to watch this one on one of those days. It was a uh, interesting. Uh, it was an interesting choice. Like I, I would say, it's not really the most horror of horror movies. Um, her and I have gone at the point where we think that there is a formula for these movies. Um, so it doesn't quite follow any of those formulas. Uh, but we, we've uh, we have we more or less are developing a drinking game for lifetime movies, and uh, that is this is wonderful. This hits a couple of the beats. Gotcha. So, what is the formula you've been seeing for every single lifetime movie? So this one doesn't follow it. Like generally, most lifetime movies, from what we've like, kind of, there's kind of two genres. There's like the uh, happy Christmas movie. I guess three genres. There's like the happy Christmas movie. Isn't that more of a hallmark there's... sort of thing? Yeah, lifetime does it too, though. Okay, which is kind of weird. Um, and then there, and the actors are most are usually the same. Uh, then there's the the kind of murder movie. Um, a lot of these movies are like wrong something or bad something. Like we recently watched one called Wrong Teacher, um, and it was about a seventeen year old kid who has sex with his new teacher, and she doesn't know it's him. But then he becomes a stalker to her and comes after her. And I think ends up killing uh, killing her. Not boyfriend kills her vice principal, kills another teacher. You know that that that's that's one of the kind of that's one of the genres. And there's these kind of like mother daughter genres. I think this one falls more into because this one had a lot less murder mm-hmm. uh, than I thought there would be. I think it's all partly because the twist of uh, who our main guy not really being that bad. Um, but generally, the way we end up kind of doing it is if it's a murdery one, there's a cold open, which then is immediately followed by a really high like upbeat music, which kind of breaks the. Breaks the cold open, uh, which is really awkward. Oh, yeah, the uh, Marvel Studios um, way of doing things, where they introduce the villain exactly. first, and then they go into the hero having a fun moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but like some like, really off, off kind of weird fucking music. Uh, there's usually a big, expensive house. They're a rich family. Uh, there's a mother or grandmother who's had some plastic surgery done at some point in her life. Um, there, if it's if it's starring, uh, generally it's starring mothers. I, you know, at the Lifetime Television for women back in the day. So generally, the plot is around a mother and a daughter, um, or son, kind of separating and coming back together by the and end. The mother was always the so, best you know, person in the entire movie, right? Exactly. Right? It's, it's like, you know the the mother has to learn to uh, empathize with the daughter, and the daughter has to realize that her mom was only looking out for her best needs. Um, and this movie definitely falls into that category. Oh, God, yeah. uh, like actually, we were watching. What were we watching? Uh, we watched a lot of these. It's depressing. We were watching one called like, Suburban. No, uh, smuggling in suburbia, 
And at the end, I was like, oh, man, this the little brother who has cancer is going to come out and fight and like, fight off the guy at the end. I'm like, oh, fuck, never mind. This is a Lifetime movie. The mom has to be the one to show <laughs> and stab the guy in the back. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's, a, it's an interesting genre of films. Like, I feel like Lifetime is very much, it's very incestuous. The actors are all the same and pass around. And I feel like the writers are all the same. And none of them quite know how to write. None of the actors quite know how to act. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually try to get somebody famous in each of them. But I don't know who's in this. Vivica, Vivica K. Fox, I think her name, is in a lot of them. Uh, but Netflix recently actually got a former Lifetime writer guy to start writing some of his movies. Uh, there's one called, like, Dangerous. Not Dangerous Liaison. Dangerous. What do you call it when you cheat on somebody? Affair? Dangerous Affair? Dangerous Affair. Yes. I think it's called that. It just came on Netflix hmm. by a former Lifetime guy. He wrote the other one that was on there, like, Strange Obsession or My Secret Obsession, which was a uh, another Lifetime-ish movie with a higher budget because Netflix. So, you know, there's, they're, they're out there. They're, people love them. Uh, me and Lindsay actually uh, subscribe to the Lifetime Movie Network on uh, Amazon. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. It's, it's terrible. So I want to <laughs> take a second right now and go through this director's movies on IMDb. So he has The Boy She Met Online in 2010, which is what we're going to talk about today. He's also directed The Wife He Met Online, The Husband She Met Online, The Girl He Met Online, the psycho she met online. Oh god, I'm just going through this. No, dude, literally, like, fucking like lifetime's goal is they they pick a tagline and they just add anything they can onto the front of it. He also directed Pregnant at seventeen, Murdered at seventeen, and Terrified at seventeen. Are are they all the same? Is it about girl get pregnant? I want to find out what Terrified baby, at seventeen is. After her mother die, father dies of a heart attack, Julie returns home to see her mother Gail, but. Oh, so basically, it is a schizophren. Her mother has schizophrenia in Terrified at seventeen. Okay. Okay. So the mother's keep, not in a good place. Uh, it looks like this artist was also the storyboard artist for Captain Planet and the Planeteers. What the fuck? I know this is so weird. I- I'm sorry. I still can't get over all the boy, wife, husband she met online. Actually, I think I've seen some of those. I'm trying to. My IMD is really slow, but I think I've I think I've watched a few of those. I'm pretty sure the wife he met online, we've watched, and it's some it's some girls who uh, play a trick on this like loner guy by pretending to be like a mail order bride essentially for him, and then they end up, uh, you know, he ends up finding out about it. They basically end up getting him to go. They're trying to popularize their YouTube channel by filming him and then he finds out and he goes after them and like uh, I think he sells one of them into like sexual slavery. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <sighs> that, that one that one's great. Yeah. Uh that one that one's classic, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Uh, Dude, man, IMDb is not working for me. I want to see I I definitely have seen most of these movies. And I'm really sad that I can't <laughs> I can't like I I've, I've you don't understand how many of these we've watched. It's really depressing, but no, I just Hey, yeah, you, do you, man. you do you. Yeah. You know, sometimes we want uh, you know Charles Play. Sometimes we want the boy she met online. It's a, it's a classic. I know. Oh man. Anyway, so if you have what Andrew has, uh, the Lifetime subscription on Amazon Prime, you can go ahead and watch this movie. Um, But this is available on YouTube. Just some guy named Marcus uploaded it to YouTube, and I guess they don't care because it's still up there. (laughs) It's got nearly twenty thousand views. So, uh, but you guys, just so you know, it's only four ninety nine a month for uh, <laughs> Lifetime Movie Network channel, and <laughs> I think you get the free month, the first month free. You could buy food with that, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, but or I could spend like literally every Sunday morning. Like, we would fucking wake up and like crawl out of bed and go and lie on the couch and watch the Lifetime. Should I donate it to charity? Should I buy some food with it? You know, maybe I should invest it in myself. No, no, Lifetime movies. <laughs> uh, Lifetime movie is investing in yourself. All right. <laughs> 
It's an investment for a lifetime. Uh, I started I started filling them all on Letterbox. Everyone I watch, I'm I'm behind uh, by a lot, but they're they're great. They're the best movies. Actually, I, I highly suggest the one. I think it's called um, fuck. What is it called? Captive wife? No. Captive, Captive woman. Uh, I heard no, Captain fuck. wife. <laughs> I think it's called Kept Woman. It's actually pretty good. It's a it's like a. This guy is obsessed with the seventies and the fifties, like kidnaps a woman and makes them live out his like housewife fantasy in his basement. It's it's uh it's fucked up, but it's cool, you know. Okay. But like I, I feel like you know, I, I think about this, I'm like, how can I watch these shitty movies? And I'm like, you know, I am the person who watches like all the leprechaun sequels and shit. Like I feel like <laughs> my tolerance for shit's pretty high. Now just like it is. Just go for it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and if it's a uh, bonding activity with your missus, so, you know, that works just fine too. So <laughs> that's that. So I actually, uh, because, I mean, the plot of this movie is absolutely nothing. Once we actually start talking about it, there's going to be, like, nothing besides the beat-by-beat and occasionally making fun of it. But I want to talk Mm -hmm. about, this movie was released in 2010. Like, I don't think the stigma for online dating was very prevalent then. I mean, I met my my first long-term girlfriend in 2010, and we did meet on OkCupid, and we dated for five years at that point. What? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were, were going to jump into something like, oh, I finally found out what Captain Missus was. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was just looking, I was actually, when you said that, I was looking at when OkCupid came out, because I was like, that, that must be, and that came out in 2004. Uh-huh, yeah. Damn. yeah, it's been a long time. Old, but that's shit. that, and most of my significant others, including my current one, we have met online. So I really don't think, I mean, I think the statistics are something like one in three couples actually meet online these days. Wait, wait, does this make mean make you the boy she met online? God damn the bush. And I did watch this with my significant other, too. So, uh, damn. Lifetime brings couples together, bro. I know. I know. We did do that. Um, But, yeah, I I just feel in 2010 this movie was very dated already. But, I mean, it's Lifetime, so I'm sure a lot of it is very dated. Well, I think there's still a stigma for online dating for young kids. I mean, there is the not so much a stigma for it. It's just kind of like a... You know, hey, take care of yourself. It's like if you're riding public transportation in late night to a big city, don't wear headphones and don't display any valuables. If you meet up with someone online, just make sure that you let someone know where you're going and where you are and meet up in a public place and that sort of thing. You know, I I don't feel it's so much stigma. I think it's just take care of yourself is what it is right now. But the whole, oh, don't meet someone online. They're going to turn out to be a creep and kidnap you. I I feel that's very overplayed at this point and just not necessarily true. Well, I I almost argue this movie's against that, though. I think think this movie plays against that that trope. I mean, I would agree and disagree with that because our boy that she met online, yes, he is a convict, and yes, he did lie about what he is, but he ends up being a pretty decent guy at the end of it. Well, even, like, I feel like through most of it, he's, like, he's trying to do well. He made a mistake. Uh-huh. He realizes he made a mistake. Like, I feel like I, I, even the mother, like, after she gets angry at him, her for the dating is more just angry that she lied to him, not necessarily, like, not necessarily the fact that she's found somebody online, more just the way that she hit it and the way that she approached it. Yeah, and it definitely, the way the advertising material and the way the posters and everything look, it seems like they were going for the angle of this guy she meets as a creep and it's going to be this big thriller about it, but no, not really. Yeah, it's like, it's oddly tame. There's like, it's very low body count for these kind of thriller lifetime movies. Like, yeah. Well, actually, no, I want to say, there's usually about three deaths in the movies too, maybe. 
Wait, there's three deaths? Actually. There's only one death, right? Oh, wait, no, two deaths. There's three. There's three. Okay, all right, all right. We'll get to that when we get like, to that. That, that. that tends to be the lifetime. Actually, I wonder if that... I wonder if that, that I'm curious if they give them a gun. You need to kill three people. Because I'm thinking of, like, that... The dating, the whatever movie after it's a three it's a three person thing. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, you want to dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we open up with our main character, who is Cami Winters, and she is played by Tori Spiritakotos, or, or Tracy Spiritakotos. Um, and basically, she is a seventeen year old high schooler and a personality. <laughs> like there is yep. nothing defining about her. Um, she doesn't have any sort of... I mean, she likes burgers. That's one thing she does like. That's true. Uh, and then she likes online. And she thinks that the guys in high school are too immature. So she likes to go ahead and meet people online instead. And she's sitting down with her friend. And she messages that, Oh, hey, I'm talking about this uh, you know, guy online. And I'm going back and forth. And then Mom comes on in, who is Tori Winters, played by Alexandra Paul. And, of course, Mom, in this movie, is a shining bastion of goodness. She can do so no wrong. All that good stuff. And she's rich. And she's rich. Yes. And I, and I can't tell, you know, for, for the checkbox, is she the one who's had work done, or is it her friend who's had work done? Yes. I can't tell. I don't it's know. One of the two. I don't know. She does seem like she does have some work done. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, every, I think that's Botox anyway. everyone in here, I mean, there's only one minority actor in this entire movie and he's very clearly a bad guy and dies so he's not a bad guy he's a good guy wait wait which which, which minority we're talking about the friend who goes in the coma and dies later on yeah oh who's the other guy that we're talking about then i i I thought i thought he was a good guy now you think he's a bad guy i don't know we'll have to get to that when we get to that okay anyway uh so yeah uh cammy belongs to this very very anglo-saxton wasp family uh mom's there dad is Somewhere, I think they talk about what happened to him at some point in the movie they, just to get that. He left them or something? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. He either. left her. He's, he's gone. He's gone. Anyway, um, so yeah, Tori is actually, or not, Cammy is basically saying to her mom, hey, I want a job. You know, my friend delivers pizzas. Why can't let you give me a job? And we get the sense that Tori is very, very overprotective of mm-hmm. her sweet 17-year-old daughter. Yep. Yeah, it, 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 it's... I've, and one thing I talk about is just the dialogue in this movie. It's it's written terribly, and it's also just performed. Like I, I feel like there's the there's this weird thing where I feel like every character in a Lifetime movie, every like young character, doesn't talk like somebody who's actually their age. It sounds like it's like some mom's writing her daughter. Oh yeah, her daughter's dialogue. Because I it's, mean that's it's terrible. The audience, right? It's much a. It's not for the teenage girls, but it's for the moms who are watching this and thinking, oh, yeah, that's totally how teenagers talk. Like, I really think yeah. you hit the nail on the head there. Um, well, it's like, like, I don't know, like, you know, as, as not a daughter with a mother relationship, like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like the weird, like, oh, mom, you just want me to go with this guy so I can, that cute boy that you like. And, that, like, it's it's very, like, they, they want they want that mother-daughter best friend thing in, like, every relationship that they have. Mm-hmm. Which I think, which, like you said, yeah, it's like a... It's it's their ideal audience, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so we get some category, some dialogue in the uh, high school where Cammy is talking about, oh yeah, the high school boys, haha, they're so immature. I like guys who are older, and that's pretty much it. And then we cut on over to the prison scene where we're introduced to Jake Byers, played by John Corr. And Jake Byers is an inmate in a place that's clearly not a prison, but the bare minimum to dress up like it's a prison and he's typing away at the keyboard on his insta mail um going back and forth and 
he is a hunter and pecker. He is not a typist. He's just like, yep, one key, one key, one key, one key, and it's great. Uh, yeah, bro, you didn't, have, you didn't have any time for them fancy, you know, writing classes when he's in jail, right? I know. Uh-huh. He's, you know, and he's 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 messaging this bay and he's talking to, is the guy's name Dwayne or Wayne? His, uh, his buddy? Dwayne. Dwayne. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I feel like at times they call him Wayne. I feel like at one, later on in the story, I thought he's Dwayne. At one point, Chris Warren's when he calls him Wayne. And IMDB, um, and, it says Dwayne Jackson is the character's name in parentheses as Eddie. What? Wait. Eddie? What? Okay, so hang on, hang on. The actor's name is Eddie Gilliman, and the character's name is Dwayne Jackson. But on IMDb, it says on the left, actual actor, Eddie G, uh, uh, character name, Dwayne Jackson as Eddie G. So they're basically saying Dwayne Jackson as the actor. Well, well, it might it might just be that he, maybe maybe he changed his name. So they're saying when he was in this role, he was Eddie G, but then he changed his name later. It's like his performance name, like what he's credited as versus his actual name. Oh yeah, I guess that's true because it looks like he's changed his name to Eddie G instead of Eddie Gilliman. Yeah, good. That's thinking right there. But or the way I, I like this idea, this this you know this canon better, where it is Dwayne Jackson playing the character of himself as if he were Eddie G. And that's actually adding another dimension to his character. He can't be himself. He has to be AEG all the time. You know, if I was in a lifetime movie, struggle. I would do a shit like that all the time just to, you know, help keep the bills more entertaining, I guess. Uh, yeah. So we talk about that, and they're talking back and forth, and um, Cammy gets her cell phone taken in the middle of class because she wants to talk to Jake so much. And then Jake Byers, such a, such a typical mom name. Oh, that Jake Byers. It's like a high school musical sort of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he probably would have belonged in that. Oh yeah, he, he's a, he looks like he looks like the eventuality of High School Musical, like of those characters. Like what happens to him eventually? Yeah, he, like, looks, oh, he looks like a disco no money. He's so attractive. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly, clearly, yeah. and I, I love the dialogue between him and uh, Dwayne when he's just like, "Oh man, she's a hot one." He's like, "Oh yeah, bro. Oh, how old is she? Seventeen. But I can't let her." Or, she's like, "Oh, she's young." But I can't let her know that I'm in here, so I said I'm going to this college. And he's like, "Isn't she going to figure that out when you like try to go meet her?" And he's like, "I'll figure it out. It's cool." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, like, all right, good. I'm glad you have a plan for this, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we uh, head on back to the home, and then we're introduced to our next character, Kendra, who is, and this is the longest time for me to figure out. It's actually Cammy's aunt. I couldn't tell if it was a cool neighbor or a friend or what. But oh my no, gosh, it's the cool aunt. I know. I was literally the same thing. I was like, who is this? What is she doing here? <laughs> yeah, now it's supposed Why to Why is she staying over? And I love that for some reason, like, this is my thing with, like, with a movie. When you think of a movie, you think of the characters that they create, and the characters have to serve a purpose. And literally this character's per- they're like, all right, we need somebody who Cammy confides in, but can also find out later the truth, because if the mom's the sleuth and finds out everything, they just don't want that? Like, like what is this character's purpose in the movie? Because she leaves at the end. Mm-hmm. She disappears. She just, like, fucking pieces out. She's like, all right, I'm good. My home's being not renovated anymore. Bye. Like, her purpose and her role in this movie is so weird. I, I feel like she just... She's a useless she, character, she, yeah. She exists to be the sounding board of exposition where the characters can vent their frustration at each other. So the mother talks to her about her. She's like, I don't understand my child. And the, and the daughter is like, my mom doesn't understand me. And she's there so we can get that perspective. 
because they can't develop these characters and like have their relationship develop in any other way. Yeah, I mean, like when you are trying to establish that a character is unable to understand her daughter and connect with her, the only possible way to do that is to have her actually openly say it. That's how it goes. Tell, don't show, right? Exactly. Like, even though we have scenes of them together, uh-huh. we have the beginning scenes of them where they're best friends, apparently, and then they're not friends, and then they can't talk to each other. Like, it's it's weird. Like, that's, that's literally her purpose is to be the way for the characters to talk to the audience. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It's, it's, again, it's a very common thing in uh, these Lifetime movies just to have this, like, side character best friend where they can just explain everything that's going on. Like, even her friend, Lindsay, is, is there just for that same purpose. Like, I thought her, I thought Lindsay and her boyfriend would, like, play some role in it, or maybe, like, Jake would attack them or something, that would be, like, kind of up the body count, up like that. It's like, nope. They're literally just sounding board characters. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I understand, you know, this is Lifetime, this is Bottom of the Barrel schlock, and it's supposed to be turn your brain off and watch sort of thing. Like, anyone who watches this movie, I don't think they take them seriously. I take these very seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I, am, even, I, I comment on everything that happens in this okay, movie. Okay, so even if I was a middle-class, middle-aged white woman who is the target audience for these movies, I really don't think I would... I would take these as turn my brain off and watch movies after a long day of work sort of thing. I really don't think I'd take it too seriously. And that's probably why they actually state mm-hmm. the dialogue, because it's kind of the soap opera um, yeah. sent to it as well. Yes, but these, yeah, these are bigger budget soap operas. I, I never read that either. That's a good point. Like, I always kind of think, like, these movies are so badly written, but, like, consistently, like, I feel like there's a lifetime style, and, like, they know what they are. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, hit these beats because that's just, like... Like, do you think the people making these movies think they're making good movies? Oh, God, no. 100% now. You think they know these are, like, these, like, terrible ideas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, like, yeah, I, I guess when you write a movie called, like, The Wrong Wedding Planner about a wedding planner who goes crazy, like, it probably is, like, a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, some of these are cool. Like, some of these movies, though, they do based on real events. But, like, these ones are just like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Does this movie have the tagline based on a true story? Because I'm sure it did. It might have, I'm sure. A lot of them are. There are a lot of them that are. There's one about, like, a girl who, like... I can't remember. Every time we see that, we get really excited. (laughs) When there's, like... Based on a true story, I ended up researching it, and they're like, this girl died once. That happened. Movie. (laughs) Here's Uh, what may have happened. Yeah. Like, this is is what happened. She had a mom Uh who loved her. Uh, Yeah. um, Anyway, so... Yeah, so they... She comes, and they get this weird conversation. Like, again, this uh, mother's friend comes, mother's sister comes, and immediately the first thing that happens is we get the dialogue scene between daughter and mother's friend, and she's like, man, my mom doesn't understand me. She wants me to date these dorks. And then the mother's sister's like, oh, yeah, I'm dating this hottie, and, like, shows, like, a picture or something, and it's like, again, is that, like, would do aunts talk to their nieces about the guys they're dating. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, she's the cool aunt. Most aunts don't right. do that, but she's the cool right. aunt. Mm-hmm. She's the cool aunt. Yeah, so the she cool, can do the that. Cool the aunt. <laughs> so, yeah. Then we cut back over to the prison, and our boy uh, Jake Byers slash discount Zac Efron is talking to his sister, was it, I think? Yeah, yeah. sister. Sister. Uh, I don't even remember the sister's name, so I'm just going to call her sister. And basically... she has a name. We're, we're having the... You're right. I don't think she does. Uh, we're having the uh, da, 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 the Jesse from Breaking Bad conversation with his parents where she basically says, hey, listen, when you get out of here, you're on your own. We can't take care of you. You fucked up too much. But it's established already that he's only really been in there for one mistake. And we find out yeah. what that is later on. So I don't understand how he can fuck up again. 
Well, like, it seems like he's he's friends with his roommate guy who is in kind of seedy shit. So like, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just been like a maybe he's been a failure overall. He seems like a guy with rage issues. Like I feel like he could have done some. I feel like some one day you know he came home and he's like, "You ate the fucking cookies," and like flips out mm-hmm. and like. He seems to get aggravated very easily and not handle it very well. He does. So I could see him being a big problem. Yeah, yeah. That, but basically the sister says, yeah, you do, you're on your own. You can't come on back. Um, you can't stay at my place when you get out of this clink. So you have to figure it out. And he's just like, but where am I going to go? Oh, yeah. She also says, well, I got kids staying with me now, too. So she's got, you know, a niece or nephew or something going on. Yeah. She's, she's been, no, she's been in custody of her, own, of her own children. Oh, that's right. Yes. So she's like, I can't have a convicted person. I can't get custody. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like honestly, like reasonable things. Like, yeah, yeah, looking for custody and having a convicted felon in your, you know, yeah. in your house probably isn't the ideal place for a child to live. Yeah, definitely. And she seems very remorseful about it. So anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> I just noticed too. So on IMDb, uh, pretty boy's name is Jake Byers and his sister name is Celeste Myers. So I don't know if she got uh, married or they just forgot that it was Byers and Myers. You know, both are probably, if she's fighting for custody, she should, unless she, I guess we keep her last name for a kid, maybe. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe, don't maybe they, like, honestly, they probably just don't know. They probably, like, the, I wouldn't be surprised if the writers just didn't care. Probably, yeah. Someone said, like, someone's like, yeah, go ahead. Somebody's like, man, let's throw an homage to uh, Michael Myers in there. Yeah, and they did it. And they're like, who was that character? Like, I don't know. Probably not important. <laughs> Byers, I think. Okay, so the guy's name is Jake Byers. Uh, yep. So after this, uh, you know, very stressful incident, Jake calls his bae. Um, for the first time at school, he calls her. And they have this conversation uh, basically just saying he'll call her again tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's basically that's the conversation. He's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, good. What are you doing? Oh, I'm at college. Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'll call you back tomorrow. All right. And he calls her princess, which is weird <laughs> is that is that is that a pet name that doesn't creep people out is that like a real one i have I never like... used a pet name with significant other that didn't appear creepy like I, I feel like except ironically i don't know man i think that's like a weird one i feel like that's what you call your daughter mm-hmm. like that's what you call your little daughter but like and also like you stop that when she turns like three yeah i'll stop like <laughs> i think that's like that's like a very weird weird thing and I, one of the characters calls not for one of the characters like, yeah it's fucking weird mm-hmm. but uh uh, so he basically says, like, okay, I'll call you, I'll text you tomorrow. They have, they have a plan to meet online and text. Um, and I guess that's his, his jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, Cam Cammy goes and gets her first job at a cafe. And did you find that scene kind of jarring? I feel like they just kind of jumped to that out of nowhere. It, it, it feels like the boomer version of, yeah, if you want a job, just go on to the business and ask for an application. They'll hire you on the spot if you're qualified. <laughs> And it's just that's not how it works at all. But that's kind of the impression I got. Like that's what most people thought. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember my first, my first job. I got a job washing dishes at a pizza place, and I had to go walk in, apply, and then call the guy like every day for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I got a job. Just being like, look at my application. Mm-hmm. Thanks, cool. Look at my application. Yep. Yep, I've never had that before. But I mean, again, if we talk about Lifetime movies and you know who they care to, it is that boomer generation. I feel. Yeah, like, I agree. White women in the boomer generation is their target market, and they want to kind of paint that portrait of what their reality appears to be. So mm. I can see that. Anyway, so she's in the cafe. Um, Mom gets mad because she got a job and she went behind the back. 
And then she was just like, but Coolant had a job when she was my age. And she's like, oh, don't involve me on this, blah, 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 blah. And then finally Mom turns on her and says, okay, fine, as long as it doesn't affect your schoolwork, you can go ahead and take the job. And it's just like, I don't get the points of this conflict in the movie. There, there is no point. Well, it's to show that they have conflict. Because up to this point, aside from her telling her aunt that she doesn't think her mom and her are on the same level, uh, there is no conflict. So they had to establish some conflict as to why she might mistrust her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. And also, like, it, it's weird, too, because, like, her getting a job has no significance on the plot. Like, if, you know, if she's like, oh, I want to get money for my boyfriend or, you know, to, date, to go do things. Or if it's like, oh, I want to get money for college. Um, but she's well off. It's, it never really becomes – the only thing it becomes is that later on when Jake's saying he can't get a job, she's like, I got a job easily. Mm-hmm. That, that's about it. Yeah. That's set up, man. Chekhov's gun. It's like, there we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we get back to one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And basically, Jake and Dwayne... Well, Dwayne's sitting on the computer right now. And he's talking to his sister, who just had a baby. And Jake is like, hey, I don't give a shit that you're an uncle now. I need to talk to my 17-year-old uh, hottie. And kicks him off. <laughs> and the dialogue is just... It's like, dude, you can't wait? You can't wait, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, I need to get on right now. I need to get on because, like, uh, what's her name? Cammy got her friend to like give the teacher a fake note, being like, "I'm not. I am sick, so I can't be here right now." So she can go into the school, like, stay in school and text him, like, in a hallway, essentially. Yeah. And and he's like freaking out. He's like, "Get off the thing." He's like, "No, man, my sister's had a kid." He's like, "How do you say like congratulations?" And he's like, "You don't." He like, he like all death forward him out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what I love too, because like. This is part of, you know, where I thought that, it, like, Jake was going to become a bad character because, like, he gets angry with the smallest little shit. Yeah, he does. And, like, uh-huh. and, like he gets, like, like, you know, like, he looks like he's, he's like, trying, he's, like, has constipation or something, like, in, like, two seconds. And, uh, they, like, you know, they, they do that kind of weird, like, I don't know, like that, like, puffing out their chest and looking at each other angrily thing mm-hmm. before, uh, they, they get pulled away from the computer and I, they don't get access to I it. I just don't gets the relationship between Jake and Dwayne. Like, half yeah. the time they see, like, they're really good friends. Half the time they seem like they're antagonistic and they actively hate each other. It's just, it's very weird. Yeah, especially because, like, again, like, this I thought he was going to be bad. I thought he was going to kill Dwayne for this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, man, this is how off the edge he is because, like, he, you know, he's so, like, mentally broken that he'd kill his friend after this thing. But, like, nope. Never talked about again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this, like, him being an asshole and making it so Eddie can't, or... Dwayne can't talk to his mm-hmm. sister about her kid uh, his, is, like, never addressed. Yeah. Um, but I do love it. So a- after the situation, uh, he doesn't call her or text her. So he meets, she meets up with Lindsay um, in the school still, and Lindsay's like, oh, man, how'd it go with your, uh, with your boyfriend? He's like, oh, he wasn't there. And then the fucking teacher whose class she skipped is like, you're here. You gave me a note saying you, were, you weren't coming, you were gone or whatever. <laughs> so she gets attention. And here's my thing. If you send, if you get a teacher, if you give a teacher a note saying you're not in school, why are you still in the school? Yes. Is she planning to go to her next class for some reason? <laughs> like, you got it out. The teacher can report that you left. Like, why, why were you still in the school? Why? Like, what the fuck? I mean, I could see that. Definitely her being the person that's just like, yeah, I'm just going to skip that one class and then come right on back. Uh, yeah. That's, but why give a note? Why not just like, like, why give a note saying you're leaving for the day? Why not just like. <laughs> or just tell the teacher, be like, "Oh, I came back." Or you know, like mm-hmm. if either the note was "I'm gone for this period," or the note is "I'm gone for the day," in which case, be gone for the day. Or if you're gone for the period, the teacher said no question when you're back. 
don't know. Like, I don't know. She seems. I mean, she's bad at skipping school. She's very bad at being bad. Should she go? Should she even go to college at this point if she can't skip school properly? <laughs> that's, that's my question for her. Well, I mean, it's a lot easier to skip classes in college because they don't give a shit. But yeah, very true. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, so we get back to the home, um, and mom finds out about her skipping class and forging the signature and all that shit, and. Uh, yeah, we get another scene where the aunt comes on in and says, Hey, I listen, being a 17-year-old is really, really hard. But, you know, your mom's not a bad person. In fact, your mom's the most perfect person ever. So give her a break because the yep. mom is the most perfect person in there. Uh, well, obviously. So then we cut back to the prison and Jake and Dwayne are... Well, Jake's leaving. Dwayne's still in the clink. And they have their bro moment. Like, hey, I'll see you on the outside, brother. Yeah. And, Which, again, no no talk about how Jake was an asshole. Uh-huh, and yes. not, and they're weird. They're about to fight each other over a fucking computer. Like, nothing. Not addressed. <laughs> about his sister having a baby. I mean, seriously, dude. That's a big deal. Ugh. Right? Anyway. Um, so Jake gets into a car with his friend. And this friend's guy, what's his name? Doug, I think? I have no idea. Okay, whatever. We'll call him. <laughs> I just said friend. <sighs> okay. Amanda and I were sitting there and talking during this scene. And what was the exact line he said? Something like, hey, lover boy, or... Yeah. He was very flirty when he pulls up in the car and then takes him. Oh, no, he says, what are you willing what, what to you do provide? for a ride? Yeah. And I turn over to Amanda and I'm just like, okay, this this guy totally has the hots for discounts at Cafe in here. <laughs> and the entire time, like, you keep thinking about it. And there are so many instances in this movie where it could be construed as flirty. Like, this guy's got a creepy stare towards Jake the whole time. And it's supposed to be... That he's a friend, that's a bad influence. But the way yeah. it's played, it just makes it think like he totally wants to stick it in him. It's... <laughs> I, 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 I did that for opening line as more of like a, uh, just, you know, busting his balls kind of, like, pretending to be like a trucker picking up, picking up somebody he's walking. Oh, I don't know, man. It felt very flirty. It felt very, yeah. very flirty. Well, you know, it probably would have been a better choice than that. <laughs> he, has more, he has more money. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he goes back into, uh, Creepy Boy's, Creepy Friend's apartment, and that's where he's gonna stay right now. Oh, this is another thing. Creepy Friend says, yeah, I'm your sugar daddy now. Like, little yeah. stuff like that. It's just, once, well, maybe, yeah. but... Creepy, Creepy Friend's, like, honestly, like, the best friend ever. He's like, yo, man, live with me for free. Here's some money. Like, here's a, some car keys to our roommate's car. Like, oh, it's yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, he's you so great. Uh-huh. Like, best, best, best roommate ever. Yeah. No, he is fantastic towards Jake. Um, yeah. And he's honestly my favorite character in the whole film, because just there's this aura of energy about him. He's so off, and I really love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I actually think he's a pretty good actor. Like, I think he plays his role well, and I think, like, he... he like, I feel like a lot of line delivery, I can't speak, is really weird here, but I feel like his are usually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like, is it well-written? No, but does this guy, like, feel kind of natural in his role? Yeah. Like... He does a great job. He's he's the only actor in this entire movie I feel like does a good job. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So um. So so he takes him back, and Jake is like, "I I'm here," and he borrows his friend's plaid shirt to go on a date with Cammy. Um, and I think it's weird because they 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 meet at Cammy's work. <laughs> this I think they just had access to one cafe set, so they just kept reusing it, hoping we wouldn't notice. Yes. That she takes the boy to the job, restaurant she just got a job at, or the cafe she just got a job at. And it's weird, too, because like, she dresses up as if she's going somewhere fancy and they're getting coffee at this, like, hole-in-the-wall coffee place. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But she shows up there. He's already there drinking. And they're like, wow, like, you know, you you look just like I thought you did. And they decide to go on a walk because I guess, like, I don't know. He's like, let's get out of here. This is weird. I'm mm-hmm. 24 dating a 17-year-old. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, so they go on a walk into these woods. And we learn that um, his dad was killed by his uncle's friend. And um, her dad left them. And they make out. That, that, that's about it. Oh, yeah. And there's definitely some time in there. Like, she is totally into him at this point. Which, again, is... Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I feel like, the, like... Again, like I don't know if it's just like 10 movies or bad actors, but like, neither of these characters seem to have any chemistry together. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking awkward. <laughs> and, like, things move a mile a minute. But I guess, you know, when, when you've been texting for so long back and forth, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, yep. the spark just happens. Yep. Uh, so we get back to the house. There's another scene where mom's just like, hey, so where were you? And she says, oh, I was over at Lindsay's house and I was, uh, you know, studying. And then mom asks for the cell phone, I think. I don't know. Yeah, she takes it away. Yeah, takes it away. I'm going to start taking away privileges because you're late. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, God, mom, you're the worst. I hate you. God, uh, and like walks away. Yeah, which at this point is very well established. We really don't care. But, I mean, it's a lifetime nope. movie, so it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And this prompts Jake... Uh, to ask for some cash from his roommate, best friend, Sugar Daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so Jake gets some money from his, his friend, and he learned that what he did, he's went and Again, bought best friend ever. I love it. Best, best friend, yeah. He's like, can I have like $200? Like, yeah, sure. He's like, you know what I'm good for? Like, yeah, sure, whatever. He gives $200. <laughs> yes. And Doesn't he, even argue. No, and he's, he's great. And then Cam, not Cam, Jake buys her a phone. And the thing that we know about this phone is he gives her the phone, and she's like, he's like, oh, here, I got you a phone. She's like, want to go have lunch with my friends? Like, nah, I want to be with you. Like, cool. Then they call my friends. And she calls her friends on this phone that he just gave her, which probably isn't hooked up to any network or anything. Like, I don't know. It's just set up, like, at the moment. Like, there was 30 seconds between her giving her the phone and actually calling. That's how phones work. Yes. Also, 2010, so it's a Blackberry. So, you know. Uh-huh. Classy. Well, I mean, not teenage girls, but Blackberries were still pretty active then. Are they selective now? Do people sell Blackberries? No, definitely not. No, their market was business people and businessmen, um using that because it was supposed to be more secure, but not anymore. Now they're a completely dead company. I remember when those things first came out, I thought they were cool because you could have like, video games on them and stuff. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was like the fancy version of like a T-89 calculator, you know? Like, Ooh, <laughs> more buttons. But I always wondered too, because I feel like a lot of, I saw a lot of older people with Blackberries back in the day, but like, not to be like, you know, not to stereotype, but a lot of those people like weren't the best with small things. And Blackberries was like, you know, the entire fucking keyboard condensed into like a two inch by like one inch panel. Oh, yeah. No, I, like, I had a boss. How did people even use this thing? Yeah, I had a boss and he was like 60 years old and he really, really struggled with this Blackberry. But he bought it because that's what everyone else in the industry had and he wanted to keep up appearances and be cool. Yeah, not, not, not the best ergonomic designing. Like somebody, nah. I think when iPhone came out, they're like, yeah, there we go. Like, look at that. We can like, I, I, I bet, I feel like the iPhone probably killed the Blackberry. Mm-hmm. Just like. People are like, yep, like, that's stupid. Like, we can at least have, like, a bigger screen this way. Mm-hmm. Turn sideways, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, so we get there, and then we get to Mom with another character. Boyfriend. Who is he? Is that boyfriend? He, he's her work boyfriend, which was briefly mentioned. This this is the word, okay, this is the movie does. It introduces this character in the first dialogue between the mother and the daughter. Because the mother's like, you should come to my work party with me. And she's like, I'm not going to go to your work party. He's like, I see other people bring their kids there. And she's and he's like, Tom or whatever really wants to meet you before you go, or really wants to hang out with you before you go to wherever the fuck it is you're going, college. And she's like, Tom doesn't want to meet me, Mom. He wants to meet you. And uh, 
then like that's thusly I assume that that is Tom or who, I don't know his name is Tom's made up name but he is her boyfriend who is also apparently a tech guy because again in Lifetime movies he can go if tech is needed they need a certain person who is good at tech and that person <laughs> is usually a somewhat of a nerd uh, as this guy reveals later when he plays Call of Duty uh, and he has army lifestyle as a result um, <laughs> but again I mean it's very very lifetimey very like oh man he's a hacker he must love video games and computers and it's like Again, Maybe, it's like, like this middle-aged boomer woman who's just like, oh, who would be really, really good at, uh, you know, tech stuff? Probably some guy who plays Call of Duty. We're going to put a dialogue on that. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I love it, too, because she's, like, she's like looking at her, at her daughter's phone stuff, and she like he pulls up her computer, and it's like, you're looking at a website called, like, How to Connect with My Crazy Teenage Daughter? He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? My teenage daughter is out of control. Oh, yeah. yes. And she's like, what? He's like, why would you, why would you have that? And he's like, uh... Shut up. <laughs> she's not really out of control. She's really yeah, not. Yeah, she's really not. <laughs> My teenage daughter got a job and stayed out late their friends one night. She's a straight A student. What's going on? She's out of control. Like, <laughs> she's going to college. I forget where she's going. Like Harvard or something. She's going to like a nice Ivy League college. Like, uh huh. What the fuck? Like, like this is like that ultimate helicopter parent. My daughter did one thing wrong after being perfect. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we cut back over to Creepy Friends, best character in the movie, and uh, I'm going to keep saying Jake Paul, so I'm just going to say Jake Paul. Uh, Jake Paul, our convict, ex-con Jake Paul, the boy she met online, um, and basically Creepy Roommate says, hey, listen, Jake, you want to go ahead and we want to get you a job, or we got to get money, you got to pay me. And he's like, fine, I'll go apply for a job. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like no, fuck you, I don't need your job. Uh. He's like, I'm doing my, I'll, get, I'll do the money my own way, because... Because the guy's like, hey man, if you just like, he's like, hey, are you free right now? Because like, if you just go and drop off something for me, like the two hundred I gave you is like totally fine. He's like, I'll get the drop, I'll get my money when I want to. He like gets very angry at him for kind of being a nice guy. Yes. Like, hey man, just like, like yeah, he wants him to do drug dealing, but he's just a drop off. He's like, hey, just drop this thing off for me. Uh huh. So uh, then we cut on over to the coffee shop, but the exact same setting, and he runs into Cammy at work, and he basically says. I applied for an interview, and I didn't get the job, and now my heart is completely shattered. Dude, like, he's having such a hissy fit. <laughs> again, think about who's writing this movie, and the, you know, the person who's writing this movie is probably just like, yeah, you just go on in, and you know, just take no for an answer, and you'll get the job there. you got to be assertive. But he is, I mean, losing one job is just the end of the world for him. It's yeah. so hilarious. He's like, no one's going to ever give me a job. She doesn't know his convict yet, but yeah. that's, that's, that's what's like. Yeah, in some places might not might not want to hire you because that, but like, that is a result of the choice you made, and like you know, like you got you got to find places that will. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she and she even says that she's like, she's like, hey, like yeah, like you, you didn't get your first job, but like that's normal. Like I I'm lucky I got my first job. Like you know, like you're you, you got to try more than once. And he's like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. So they go back to his place, and this is when she confesses. Yeah, I'm we're not really eighteen. I'm seventeen. And then that's when he confesses, well, that's okay, because I am not really 18 and in college, I'm really an ex-convict. And... And I'm 25. Yeah, 25. And then she rightly gets very, very uncomfortable and pissed about it. Um, He talks about, basically explains how we get into prison, which blames his ex, I think. What, he, you know, he got, he got brought, I think he he was like in a money, he was in a weird money situation, and he, he like went along he didn't know that it was going to be like as violent as they made it be and mm-hmm. stuff like he, he like 
he owns up to doing what he did, but he also says, like, he's like, yeah, my goal is never to hurt anybody or anything. I just, like, you know, I was in a weird situation. I made a bad decision. Yeah, definitely. And she believes it. And she's just like, okay, you're not really a bad guy. You just made some poor decisions, but it seems like you've moved on from them. So I'm going to go ahead and make out with you anyway. Um, yeah. And there's that weird scene, like, where the roommate comes over and he, like, comes into his house. And I feel like the way they look at him is like, what are you doing? It's like, you guys are, like, you're freeloading out this guy's house. And you just, like, <laughs> are making out on his couch. Like... I don't know, the creepy friend is obviously jealous because he's making out with a girl in front of him. And he, he wants to be the own, one to make out. He comes out his own bait, doesn't he? Uh, eventually, yeah. But yeah, I mean, creepy, creepy guy has his own bait. Well, not in this scene, no. But he, creepy guy does have his own bait. But not in this particular yeah. scene. Uh, yeah. And then, they, then we get the, the, the fade to black, which... Um, you know, as if we're in, like, the maze, uh, what is it, maze laws? What, what were the censorship laws in the 1920s or whatever? May West laws, what, what are they called? Fuck. I don't know, but we can't Fuse show law. too much skin. We can't show any tongue. Well, no, it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the rule where, like, uh, it, it's why, like, in movies, like, in old movies, they, like, fade to black, and that shows that, like, they're execs. It's oh, like really? That. I didn't realize that. Huh. Yeah, it, it was part of um, censorship. Is that ah. like, they couldn't have these certain things happening, so they, they'd cut to certain that they'd cut to certain places uh-huh. um, or have certain fades and stuff um, to kind of imply that they that you know sex happened essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have that happen. Yeah, gotcha. Anyway, and she leaves. So they bang, and yeah. we cut on over to mom and aunt who are talking in the kitchen, and mom basically says, "Or is it aunt that goes through her phone?" One mom those, goes through the phone. Yeah, mom goes through the phone and says, "Hey, I took a look at our phone and I saw." All of the different people, except for this guy named Jake. And I don't know who Jake is. And what does Ant say again? I don't remember. No idea. I don't remember either. But he's, I, he's, I think Ant... Is like, Ant the sister? Ant is the sister, yes. And okay. Ant, like, oh, Ant, sorry. Yeah. No, no, Ant's, like, tones it down. And if I remember correctly, she just, like, says, Oh, you know, it's probably something. Don't worry about it. Yeah, she probably... Yeah, she probably I feel like she does say that. She's like, oh, she's some guy, like, yeah, like it's, it's yeah she's a seventeen-year-old girl. Don't worry about it. It's not a bad thing. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the mom calls because, like, at this point, she isn't home yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the mom calls Jake because she's like, "Oh, she's been t- t- this guy Jake all the time." So she she calls Jake, um, and Jake at this point forgets that uh, her phone was taken away. So he picks up the phone and he's like, "What did I tell you?" He's like, he's like, "Whoa, what did I tell you about sex? It's addictive or something like that." Mm-hmm. Like. The best pickup line, the best <laughs> way to answer a phone ever. And the mom's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what? sorry, I was just, oh, God, I was just, I was just joking, I'm sorry. And she's like, what's your last name, Jake? He's like, oh, and hangs up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. And then the mom goes up to the room, and she searches her daughter's drawers, and he, she finds a printout of Jake's profile in her drawer, which, who, print- who the fuck oh, is that? that out. <laughs> What the fuck was, like, literally the, the second we saw that, we were, we were both just like, why Why did she print that out in the first place? Like, at one point earlier in the movie, she's, like, cuddling that fucking picture at night. Yes. Like, I, I start to wonder, like, is it Jake the one who's kind of mentally unstable, or, like, could, <laughs> no, it, could she, it be No, she's so infatuated with this guy, she just cannot stand to see not a picture of him. She, she needs I to think, see. I think she never got over Aaron Carter's career dying, and she was like, <laughs> he looks kind of like him. He does. He really, really she, does. He's like a cross between that, Aaron Carter and Zac Efron. She's, she's that part of that fan cult who thinks that Aaron Carter is somewhere out there, like, you know, living, living in a life under another name. She's like, I think I found him, guys. Yep. Anyway, uh, so the situation back at Aaron Carter's home explodes with creepy roommates, and basically creepy friend says, hey, listen, no one's ever going to give you a job because you're an ex-con, so you got to step it up and do what you can to survive. Also, that girl you're dating, that's creepy as fuck, dude. Stop dating her. Um, yeah. 
And it's just like, yeah, you have a good point, dude. No, and honestly, I think I think that was like, like I feel like his roommate, like he sounded like an ass, but then he was like, he was very honest. He's like, you need to stop doing that shit. You can't do that. You need to do what you do to survive. Uh-huh. Your fantasy of living with this girl is like insane. Get ahead on your shoulders. Like, yeah, he's he's his being roommate, very right. Yeah, he really is. Like, like he, like, I feel like in any other movie, he would be that like the straight man friend who's like, buddy, you need to like reevaluate your life. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, they make him seem like an asshole. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Cammy leaves. Cammy's just like, I feel like I'm in a prison because you're being so overbearing as a mom, which she's not at all. But no, she runs away basically. Uh, well, she tries to, and then mom sits down and kind of talks her out of it. Yeah, and I don't remember what she said. Something about college or something like that. No, this movie's terrible. Well, well basically, she uh, so so she the mom's like, "Where the fuck were you? Like, who's this guy? What's going on?" And she's like, "And you know, typical teenage girl reaction in, in movies is like, uh, I'm gonna go pack up my shit and leave.'" And she does that to go leave. And the mom's like, "Holy shit! Like, calm down. Like, <laughs> I'm just angry at the fact you didn't tell me about this shit. That's all." And she's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, well, tell me about him. Like, maybe we can meet sometime. Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, he goes to college because she lies about him going to college because yeah. she doesn't want him to freak out. But, like, the mom, like, comes out crazy, but then is very much like, no, no, I just want to, like, I don't talk think the mom's out, crazy at all in this movie. Well, no, she's not crazy, but she comes uh-huh. on really strong at first. Yeah. And then kind of, like, dials it back when she sees her daughter's reaction. Yeah, she, she's very, I mean, obviously she's painted to be this way, but she's very, uh, she's good. You know? Well, yeah, it's, yeah uh-huh. again, it's, it's it's the mother's always right kind of like. Yeah. It's 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 not her that's a problem. It's her relationship with her daughter that needs uh-huh. to be improved. So that's 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 the story. That's yeah. You know, it's like it's like how um, rom not rom coms. What do you call those things? Uh, rom coms. Situa- situational comedies. Yeah. Uh, or what's 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 that what's that era, that's era of movies that um, like His Girl Friday. Um, what is that era of movies? Screwball Comp now. Anyway, I don't it's, know what you're it's, about. it's 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 where it's where like um, rom coms are, are essentially like a they're a cycle of uh, kind of breaking up and coming back together mm-hmm. is is kind of is what they are most of the time. Like it's, yeah. the couple gets together, they like each other, something happens, and they have to fix that that problem. Mm-hmm. Or like a cycle of remarriage, I think is what it's called. Um, but I can't remember what, what the genre is. Anyway, uh, that's that's what Lifetime movies are. But they're the daughter and the mother. Gotcha. A cycle of re familial <laughs> relationshiping, re reconcile reconciliation. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so we get a scene. Uh, Jake has decided to go back into the criminal life. He makes a drop-off for somebody else. Yep. That's it. That's it. Shows that he's That's back in there. It. Yep. Um, yeah. Then we get, cut back to the high school. Cammie is talking to her friend about dating an ex-con, and she's uh, she's not too happy about it. And uh, Cammy's just like, no, you just don't understand, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes. And then Dwayne comes on back. And Dwayne is back in this movie, and uh, he decides to stay in the same house. And all three of these people are living together. So that's yeah, that. I got Dwayne, Dwayne just shows up. And he's like, he shows up at his, like, he shows, the, guy, the guy's going home for the drop-off. Dwayne shows up, and he's like, he's like, what are you doing here, conflict? And, like, they chuck, and, blah, 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 and they go and sit down, and Dwayne's like, he's like, oh, where are you staying? I thought I'd stay here. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, not my house. That's cool. Like, showed up this random guy's house. I'm going to stay here. Like, yeah. It's like, come on like, in. No problem. It's like, all right. It's like, yeah, you guys met, you guys met and were friends in, in jail and stuff. But, like, just to assume that you can stay at somebody's house. A little, little you know, a little presumptive. But, like, <laughs> like, again, his roommate's a really nice guy. And it's like, all right, uh-huh. cool, whatever. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's just like, whatever. That's fine. That's that. Uh, yeah. 
So that's that. Uh, there's another scene in here where Cammy and him are talking. I don't remember what it's about. I Wait, think well, Cam- Cammy comes back to him and they're like, invites him over or something, right? The mother, what? Invites him over or something, or her over or something, well, right? Well, he he invites her to come meet, to come get. He said he's like, oh, I want to go take uh, Dwayne out for lunch or whatever, and I want you to come. Uh-huh. So him, Dwayne, and yeah, her, her, Dwayne, and him all go out to get burgers at this burger place and meanwhile her mom is what is with this movie of burgers every time someone eats somewhere it's always hey let's check out this new burger shop let's check out this new burger place it's always burgers i I think think they're tying it back in because uh you know again Chekhov's gun right yeah she mentions this great burger place to her aunt and then while she's at the burger place with her boyfriend and her other convict friend the aunt's there she's like i came here to try out the burgers he suggested yeah because the aunt is hip and she checks out the hip places she's super hip but she sees them and she's like these boys don't look like they're, they're engineering majors in college. And uh, <laughs> she notices that Dwayne has a tattoo on his hand, and she's like, I'm a little sketched out. I'm going to leave. Yes. Uh, so she leaves, and that plot thread comes back later. Oh, yeah. What happens when they return home? So when they return back to the house themselves, if I'm going on through, uh, Dwayne goes into the house, and Cam and Jake decide to stay in the car a little bit longer and talk, and someone attacks Dwayne just out mm. of nowhere. Just bam! And then makes off with money somewhere. And Jake and Cammy decide to chase that guy down. Well, not for a little bit, but the guy gets away. And then he goes on into the house. And then Dwayne is completely knocked out on the floor and ends up in the hospital. And I love it because, like, so uh, they, you know, they, he finds Dwayne. He's like, no, Dwayne! Throws him in the car. They drive to the hospital. And, uh, and so Dwayne is, like, concussed or whatever, like, head bleeding and stuff. And Jake's like, man, uh... You, you can walk in there by yourself, right? And she's like, uh, we can't take him in. He's like, no, no, I can't, I can't get, I can't, they can't, we're not allowed to be together because like, our parole basically says we can't hang out together because uh-huh. we're in the same cell. And so instead of letting her take him in or something like that, <laughs> they just, they just drop him off and like, all right, walk, walk to the hospital by yourself and peel out of there. <laughs> and he's just like barely just stangling up there. He's just like, left, right, left, right. But he does eventually get to the hospital. Someone comes on out and takes him on in. So that's that. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a weird scene. And, and this kind of caused a schism between them. Yes. Like, oh, man. Like, she's like, oh, this is a little fucking weird. Like, you could have, like, helped your buddy. But uh, I guess not. Yeah. Um, and so she goes back and kind of, like, confides in her mom. Uh, uh, her, her aunt, because the cool aunt's aunt. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, because the cool aunt is like, are you okay? Are everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Whatever. It's, like, nothing bad happened. Whatever. But the aunt the cool knows aunt. the guy with the tattoo. Yes. The, the boy cool she met online, it. and he's an ex-count. Exactly. She's like, oh man, those tattoos are what people get in jail to say that they're protected. Whoa. Uh, super deep. Uh, yeah. Good, you know, good internet sleuthing, aunt. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and while after this happens, uh, Jake gets a call. Or no, Jake goes and visits his, uh, his buddy. And um, he goes and visits Wayne at the hospital. And I love it because it's supposed to get like, this emotional thing. And it's, it's very much like the room where he's like, Dwayne, you're my best friend. <laughs> He's like, and he's like, man, I remember when I first met you, it was all I could do not to beat the crap out of you. And I'm just like, wow, like, what is your guy's relationship? <laughs> like, so what weird. the fuck? He's like, you're my best friend, but I remember I couldn't be, when I wanted to beat the shit out of you. Yep. But also, like, not, not to me mean to Jake Paul or uh, Aaron Carter here, but, like, I don't think, I think pretty sure Dwayne looked like he could take him. Like, yeah. Like, Jake Paul is, like, really fucking thin and lanky. Yes. Like, I guess he's kind of tall. I don't know. I don't know. But that's that. Anyway, he needs $5,000 that was stolen by tomorrow for reasons, and then that's that. 
And then we cut back to the hospital, and what's happening to our boy Dwayne? Dead. So ridiculous. Well, Dwayne, Dwayne's sister, I think, when the baby calls him, and it's uh-huh. like, yo, Dwayne's dead. He's like, oh. Well, fuck. <laughs> um, and then I feel like, yeah, so, th- so that happens. So then um, Cammy comes on over to go console uh, Jake for the loss of his best friend that he met about three months ago. And mm-hmm. um, while he's there, he gets another call, or... Um, roommate gets a call being like yo man we saw the guy come out of a pool house which i never quite know if a pool house is a place where you play pool or a pool place what is a pool house i always thought a pool house is like a billiards yeah that's what i thought too okay uh-huh all right is, is are those still things yeah i mean there's a couple in charlotte mm-hmm. you, you refer to them as pool pool halls pool i houses? usually just billiard halls yeah but some people may prefer to pool i don't know let's see Pool like, house, are these specific pool places just for billiard or is it not a bar no it's uh, like a specific place for a billiard place um Googling pool house just looks like it comes up with some sort of addition onto the side of an actual swimming pool. Like right, a little right. cabana sort of place, I guess. Oh, okay. So uh, like, where, where people stand in, in murder movies where they want to hide? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, or where uh, Bryce and the people do nasty things in 13 Reasons Why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All those things. Uh, okay, so so pool halls are things. And they mean you think they mean like pool pool, not yes. swimming pool. I'm assuming so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, cool, cool, cool. doesn't matter. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wasn't sure if we're back in the music man or something. You know, I, I, I hear that, and I'm like, I'm just like, are those real things? Like, still, do people go to those? Like, I feel like if if I knew a kid who's like, I go to the pool hall. I'm like, are you doing drugs? Are you drinking there? Like, what's what's going on in this pool hall? Who the fuck goes to play pool? Like, I don't know, man. I I, I just maybe stereotypes, and maybe just thirteen going about right? fifty. Yeah. I just think you know that there's a problem in River City, and it's, it starts with pool. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Anyway. I don't even know where we are. Where are and we? And they're like, get in the car. We're going to go kill his ass. So uh, roommate and Jake get in the car, and Cammy's like, I'm going to follow you guys. And they drive after Guy, find him in the parking lot, and uh, roommate like runs over, like, kicks him, kicks the shit out of him, and he's like, give me the money. And the guy's like, it's in my pocket. So uh, he's going to his pocket to get the thing out. Cammy arrives, and as she arrives, the guy, you know, Jake's coming up to get the thing out of his pocket. And the guy pulls out a gun. And roommate, uh-huh. again, roommate's a bro. Yeah. Like, a little, little trigger happy, but shoots the guy. Because uh-huh. he's like, Jake's going towards you. You're pulling a gun out. I'm assuming you're going to shoot him, so I'm going to shoot you instead. And like, you know, like not, again, not showing this guy to be the worst guy ever. Yeah. Like, but he, he shoots this guy. Mm-hmm. And Cammy freaks out and takes him, and uh, he grabs her and makes Cammy drive him and Cammy back to their place. Definitely. And roommate follows. Yeah, and Cammy is, you know, obviously freaked out back at uh, their apartment, and they basically just go upstairs, and they're just like, we gotta get out of here somehow, we gotta escape somewhere, we don't know where we can go, but shit, we need to get out of here. So they escape out the window, go through the front door, they go out into the car, and drive away. And because at this point, roommate's like, if it's between me and us and her, I'm choosing us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the love between the two is amazing. Um... So Jake calls his sister and basically says, hey, listen, so that, uh, you know, cabin up in the woods, is that still there? The cabin by the lake or whatever. And she says, listen, I'm not going to help you out, but, you know, the key might still be under there. And it's just like, okay, yeah, sure, for whatever. Gosh, I can't believe you're so angry at me, blah, blah, blah. And they go to this cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere to hide out to basically let the heat cool off. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Then the, how does the mother find her? Uh, Tim, or whatever his name was, the IT guy, helps her find the name of Jake's sister. 
okay. on like Facebook did, or some shit like that. Wait, does Tim have a mullet? Uh, or like weird, weird grown out long guy hair? Uh, yes, I, I can he see. Has, he has like mullety hair. Uh-huh. He's just a weird looking guy in general. I'm speaking from Ted from Breaking Bad. Ted? Ted from Breaking Bad. Who's Ted? Ted was the accountant that, uh, or not, the one that Skylar worked for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. Yeah, I mean, do you remember that amazing line where she goes, I fuck Ted? Ah, uh, Ted. Ted, oh, Ted. Yep, anyway. anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so mom finds out basically where the cabin's address is as well through the sister, where the sister does come back into the story for the first time in forever. And all of our characters meet up at the cabin. And uh, what happens in a climax right here? So while they're there, you know, mom shows up and they're like, you know, there's, there's that, like, oh, he's wrong. He's a murderer. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know, but I love him anyway. And he's like, ah. Um, and uh, while they're having their little reconciliation, uh, uh, this, the buddy appears Creepy again. Roommate. Yeah. roommate, there we go. Oh, my God. He, okay. So I was trying to figure out who the roommate is. He looks familiar. I don't know anything else. But he is in a movie called Metal Tornado, uh, which looks amazing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best friend, roommate, played by famous actor tim finnegan uh who's also in the movie crook and evil and in the weeds uh and the movie called need to feed which i hope is about obesity i don't know anyway <laughs> he shows up with a gun and is like nah man we gotta silence these people uh and he ends up shooting the mom in like the shoulder or something you know yeah and fatally. that's the weirdest thing like the one person in this entire room he's going to show, shoot the mom would be the last person what? I don't think he intends to shoot the mom, does he? It, it seems like he does. It's just, it's very, very weird the way it all pans out. Well, because it's, Cause, it's the mother's dream to take a bullet for her daughter. Yes, mom's. exactly. That's what I was getting at. Because the mom stands right in front of Cammy, and then he, like, no one lunges at him or anything. He just puts it up and then shoots her. And then yep. Jake rushes on over and punches him and wrestles him to the ground and chokes him out eventually in the ensuing struggle. He doesn't choke him out. He shoots him. Oh yeah, he shoots him in the new it's, human struggle. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's always gonna, it's the guy who's writing it was just like, it's clearly gonna be one of those, one of those movies where it's like they wrestle and then the sh- a fire a shot goes off and they're like, what's gonna happen? Who who got shot? Oh, it's creepy buddy. Yeah, but again, it is very very clearly veiled. Oh yes, we need the mom to sacrifice because the moms are the absolute perfect people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love to the way he shoots the mom because he's not like that thing where he holds it up and like you know he doesn't hold up and like straighten his arm out to like you know like provide support for the shot but he like awkwardly kind of like shoots from the hip mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the most like disinterested way ever and like I don't know it's it's weird mm-hmm. and then and he dies immediately he gets shot in like it's supposed to, it looks like he gets shot like actually like I don't know like maybe in the lung maybe like the like like the edge of the lung maybe I don't know like. He is dead immediately, but he, like... It doesn't look like an immediately fatal wound. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So that's that. And then we cut back to our final scene, which is Cammy in prison. Uh, Jake is obviously back in prison, and she basically says, yeah, it's probably not a good idea for me to start talking to you anymore because you are a criminal and you murdered someone and this shit gets fucked up. And then we get our super, super happy scene where the mom and the aunts all get together with the daughter and they give each other gifts and then Cammy says, Hey, I'm gonna go to the X Games, which that was not previously established. 
No, I, I think I think the aunt gave her tickets to the X Games. What happened? Yes, and then it's just like that was never previously established. She was a fan of the X Games. Like this is a whole new character trait we're getting in the last minutes of the movie. Right. Uh, yep. And then she's like, she's like, well, yeah. Like so. Oh god, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, because she's she gets she gets the X Games ticket and she's like, we're going to the X Games. And mom's like, you want me to go to the X Games with you? And she's like, yeah, of course I do because you know mother daughter best friends X Games. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. I. I, I feel like the X Games just gave them money for this, and they were like, uh, "Here, guys, go yeah, like, take take like, put our put our product in your in your movie, and we'll give you like five dollars." <laughs> Definitely, and that's how it happens. Wait, are uh, X Games still a thing? Yes, they're still a thing. I believe. Really? X oh, yeah, Games. Yeah. yeah, and that's the Annual, movie. Man, they've been going on for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. Weird. <sighs> yep. So that is our The Boy She Met Online Lifetime Schluck. Andrew, what did you think of The Boy She Met Online? Was that was that one of your... Is that in the upper tier of your Lifetime movies? Or was it more towards the middle? Or is it, you know, kind of it, bottom of the barrel? It's, it's, it's pretty low. It's, it's not terrible. You know, I gotta say, like, what we want... The smuggling in suburbia. That one's, that one's actually pretty good. Not gonna lie. Like, if you... If you it's definitely... I think, it, I think the part about this movie that isn't great... Is like the shitty Lifetime movies. The fun part are the super way to kill people and stuff, and like the weird overreactions where they're like, "Man, I want to be this girl's surrogate daughter, so I'm gonna kill her real daughter." And like the, that kind of weird shit. And this one doesn't have that. This one has like, "I'm frustrated because I used to be in jail." Like, I think it would have been a better movie if the boy was the villain and not his roommate friend. Yes, definitely. Like, I mean, I, in terms of the boy she met online. He is actually a pretty decent guy through most of the movie. Yeah, well, it, it's weird. Like, you, you, like the boy she met online. Again, these movies always imply that the person. Actually, then again, that movie Wrong Teacher, which you think that's about the evil teacher, but it's actually about the teacher's stalker. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I, I guess I don't quite understand that. But I feel like this, the movie, the title here, you know, they rain Johnson dust, they uh, they last Jedi dust, and subverted expectations. Like, <laughs> Whoa! Like I feel like they were there. They were in the office for a lifetime, and they're like, all right, guys. Here's my idea for a movie, all right? All right? There's a daughter, and she's estranged from her mom. Like, great, great, cool, cool, cool. And the mom has a really cool friend. Great, okay, good. And then rich, awesome. Daughter's going to college. Perfect, of course she should be. Like, okay. And then she meets this guy online. Like, oh, fuck, and the guy's a killer? And they're like, yeah, except it's <laughs> roommate that's a killer. And they're like, whoa, revolutionary. Whoever wrote a story like that? Nobody's done that before. Let's do it. Uh. <laughs> like, that was like, they. I feel like they thought that was a great twist, and but then like you were just like, that's 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 a boring movie. Mm-hmm. I don't watch I don't watch Lifetime movies to learn stories about how good people can be bad and then good again, or you know, people make mistakes. Listen, I want my moms perfect. I want my men idiots or terrible people, and I want my drama schlocky. And yeah. you know what? It's Lifetime. The boy she met online. You did not hit all of those checks. No, exactly. And I, I want. I want ridiculous murder scenes where the person tries to implant the person in her life. Like, I want him to kill Lindsay and her boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. had they done that, I probably would have, you know, it would have would have met my lifetime needs. But, you know, like, Lindsay was just an annoying character. Her boyfriend wasn't really a character. Also, I think the actress who played Lindsay was at least, like, 35, and, everyone, and like, her friend was, like, could actually be 2018, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. But Lindsay always felt really old to me. Every time I saw her on the screen, I'm like, God, she's really tall, and I think she's old. Oh, 100%. Yep. But that was that. So, um, any final thoughts on the boy she met online? 
I think we need to, to meet the girl. I think we need to, you know, watch all the other series. <laughs> we will do a whole big thing every single episode of the boy she met online and the girl she met online, the wife he met online, all of that good stuff. And then eventually it'll summon down to the online she met online. You know, they're, they're, they're like, a lot of these I don't think are sequels. They're just like have the same name. But there is one called like Wrong Doctor, I think. And I think it's a series just because there's like Return of the Wrong Doctor, Revenge <laughs> of the Wrong Doctor. And gotcha. I just, I, ha- that's, I have not watched that series yet, but uh, I, I think I might have to. Okay. Um, I do want to, before we get into our final credits, I do want to say that there is one review on Rotten Tomatoes of this movie, and it is two and a half stars, and it says, it was just okay, not something I would have paid to see. And that's it. Wow. Wait. <laughs> wait, let's see. I need to look at the Amazon reviews, because those are always my favorite. People just make <laughs> the weirdest shit. Um, let's see. Is it on Amazon? It has to be. Like, I watched Amazon. I'm not going to do that. Of course it's on Amazon. Wait, the boy from Outline. Tracy Spiridakos? Who the fuck is that? Uh, that is one of the... Uh, ooh, uh, that is the main actor who played Cammy. Oh, well, look at that. Uh, She's famous now. Yes. No, I can't load it. Okay, film. Uh, no, it's the DVD. I'm looking at the same link right now, and it is 60 bucks for the DVD. Holy shit. Is, is it a collector's <laughs> item? Should I, should I buy this? Damn, it's like... See, I've been thinking about buying this old Elements Predator game that's on PS2 <laughs> for like $45. Like, that's a lot. But, you know, 60 bucks for this movie? Uh-huh. If you're expecting worth. a thriller, you found the wrong DVD. Oh, my God, a, I knew it. A good movie to see with your daughter. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that actually what it says? <laughs> no, that's one of the reviews. I saw this movie on TV last weekend. It was on Lifetime. I thought it was a very good movie. As I was watching, I started thinking about my granddaughter. I really think she, could, she should be watching it. She is 11 but wants to be 20. The more I watch, the more I wish she could be watching. They were at the zoo. <laughs> I could really see her as the young girl in this movie. The movie, to me, could be a good tool for teaching young girls about getting involved with men on the internet. It showed how he lied to her and how being in her life attracted affected her and her mother's relationship. Among other things, I would want a parent to watch it with their daughter so they can bring things to her attention and get the most out of the movie. I highly recommend this movie, Five Stars. As usual, I found it on Amazon. I won't tell any more about it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not seen it yet. Wow, this dude, this person wrote, one person here wrote like three paragraphs and literally like this person complains about how they depict prison. (laughs) I realize prison isn't as hardcore as it is in most movies, but this one seemed like it was a summer kit. The guy is in prison for a violent armed robbery where a shop assistant was beaten to death for not handing over a measly $1,000. Yet, at this summer camp, prisoners aren't even monitored online. They can chat and seduce school children. No one puts a stop to it, notifies the victim, or seems to even notice it. Likewise, you can use the prison phone without the operator, like in most movies, telling you an inmate from the whatever prison is making collect call. Instead, she just says that the end part, do you accept a call from this person? Seriously, even not knowing a guy in prison is a guy going to seem like a great catch if he needs to make collect calls to you at a high school student. This, this is poorly written. Anyway, I think they're saying that if somebody is making collect call to you, probably don't pick up the phone. Definitely. Uh, no, Mark and- Simpson is watching this movie and he's just like, dude, I've been in a prison. I, I I know what it's like. This this a lifetime movie bullshit doesn't do it. Well, look, this person agrees with us. The characters weren't really that interesting. The most interesting character was the guy the ex-con lived with, but he doesn't even have that much screen time. <laughs> these are great. Oh my god, this is I I just love what reading reviews of these shitty movies. Like, yeah. if you guys ever want to have a great time and you have the Lifetime Movie Network or just YouTube, watch the movie. Um, fuck, it's not trapped. It's. No, it's it's the damn it, the Jason Momoa film. Uh, one second, Momoa. 
Hawaii movie. Hawaii movie. Jason Momoa. It's called Tempted, and it is the main girl from Candyman goes to Hawaii to bury the ashes of her nanny, who was Hawaiian. Again, like this, this rich white woman goes to go bury the ashes of her nanny <laughs> in Hawaii and ends up having an affair with Jason Momoa. Uh, even though her husband actually doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. It's like one of those, like, oh, he's a terrible person. She's just kind of bored. <laughs> and it's really weird because she's, I think, like 20 years older than him. And in this movie, Jason Momoa is, I think in the time of the filming, he was 21 years old. And he has like a kid who's like probably 21 years old. <laughs> great movie. It's on the Lifetime Movie Network. It's also on YouTube. Check it out. There's some okay. great lines. <laughs> All right, then. Well, thank you so much to the opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. We will catch you later. With an actual horror movie, not a... Lifetime movie, we promise. Oh, God, yes, 100%. I can't do another one of these movies. You know, I'll be here Sunday, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see you later. Yep, have a good one.